Hey, mm-hmm. welcome back to the Better mm-hmm. Fitness Proof Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's me, your host, Matt April, and I'm joined by one of our amazing members, Susan. Hello. Susan, hello, can hello. You, can you introduce yourself to everyone who's listening and watching and tell us a little more about you? Yes. So as Matt said, my name is Susan Schoenberg. Um, I've now been here at Bent on Better since January of 2020 which is pretty wild to think, over a year and a half. Um, Most of that spent last year during the pandemic as well. So I know most of my, when I first got into the 100 Club as my 100th um, class here, most of that was spent virtually, which is wild. Wow. So my classes in person now are just kind of catching up to my virtual ones you know, through the last year, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but what brought me into the gym, my older sister, Laura has been a member here for quite some time. And I had seen her improvements all around, you know, not only, you know, as a person trying to work on their health, but as a human, um, through being here. And I finally decided to jump in and I immediately saw what she was talking about. So I'm a proud member. I'm a proud sister of my sister who's here and, I'm looking forward to continuing this journey and sharing kind of where I'm at at this point with you and with everybody listening. That's so, so. great. That was, that was so great. Oh. That was a nice little intro. <laughs> well, thank you. So <laughs> I, I know I know a lot of your story, but there's some that I hopefully we can touch on that I don't know that I can learn some yeah. new things today. But uh, you hit on something that's important for people. So you've completed more than 100 training sessions. So you've attended virtual classes, you've attended in-person training sessions, you've done the whole mix and the whole camp gambit of everything we've provided and you've done it yourself and you've accomplished that. That's a big milestone. Thank you. It's a huge Thank deal. You. Yeah. Not many people can say they've completed 100 and within a timeline that includes a pandemic and like a, a complete shutdown of your entire life and your, like not only the fitness, but everything else of your life. It's crazy to think about how most of that happened during that right? time. And it really is. It. And you kept moving forward, which is incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And why another reason I wanted to have you come in and tell me about your story, because you had a unique story coming in when we first met right before we had to close down right. for the, it wasn't that long, uh, the mm-hmm. half the year that we did. So Bring me back to the time. Bring me back okay. to before we met, and then we'll talk about everything else and kind of go along the timeline of where you are now. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, so I'm hoping maybe some people can relate to this. Um, I was an athlete growing up. I had two older sisters who we, we all were into volleyball and other athletics, and I kind of always knew myself to be an athlete. Um, so then when I went to college, I decided to take a little step back. I played club volleyball you at Westchester, which was ah, awesome. I decided go. I didn't want to necessarily play for the school team or to try that, but club volleyball was just enough. Like it felt like it even had when I was a kid, we played other colleges and tournaments and we played throughout the year, which was fun. So it was like just enough to keep me in it, but it wasn't, you know, terribly intense where it took away from my college experience. Um, so I really, really enjoyed that. And in my beginning of my sophomore year, I tore my ACL, which was actually a couple years after my older sister had torn hers. And I kind of knew the second I did it, I thought, oh, this is it. (laughs) I like could relate back to what she felt like happened with her knee when it happened. So that was it. So that was in the very beginning of my sophomore year during our tryouts where I was just kind of messing around too on the court. I didn't even really need to be trying out. It was just kind of for fun. I was messing around and it happened. Anyway, so that was the very beginning. After talking with the orthopedic surgeon, we decided it would be a little difficult to have the surgery and rehab it during the semester. So I kind of did some pre-physical therapy, like kind of pushed through it that first semester. I was able to walk on it. I had a brace. Um, And then I had the surgery. So it kind of stunk in that I felt like I was taking steps forward and I could even see in that couple months where I was walking better, I could move around, 
And this is all and with the tear. All with the tear. And before the surgery. Yes. Oh my so gosh. I like was making those improvements and then had the surgery over my winter break. And then I felt like I went back to like square one. And it took a long time. I finally stopped physical therapy right before I went back into my junior year. So it was about like January through August, I want to say. I think I did like pretty intense physical therapy. And then I weaned off of it going into junior year and just went like maybe once or twice a month just to kind of keep up. And I remember trying to get back on to the volleyball court. I was cleared to play. And it was the weirdest feeling I'd ever had. I felt out of shape, really. I stepped on the court. I was like out of breath. I couldn't move. Um, for only I was, having been off the court for, for how long? Um, for a year. Okay. But I thought, you know, I was doing well in physical therapy. I had been like really working towards getting myself back together. And I remember getting on the court and thinking, oh my gosh, this is a different kind of shape you need to play a sport and I'm out of it <laughs> and it kind of made me feel just defeated I was like I, this is I really thought like I've rehabbed myself for this past year I was ready to come back and play and it just it wasn't there so that's kind of where I feel like it transcended into my adult journey I always tried to stay athletic I didn't actually end up staying with volleyball when I was at college for various reasons I wanted to focus on school as well um, but I ended up taking a step back from volleyball in my senior year to focus on student teaching. I am a teacher now. Um, but I always just kind of felt like I made that excuse of like that first initial shock I had trying to come back and play volleyball. And I thought, well, I can take a step back. And then I kind of hung on to that, like, well, I can take a step back excuse, I guess, for a long time. I didn't want to try to see where I could get and to continue to push myself because I was fearful of that like reaction to happen again, where I would try and you know, wasn't the result I expected. And currently, you're playing volleyball. I am. So how often do you I play? Am. Tell me about that now. So that is fun. My sister, Laura, as well, you know, great person that she is. Mm -hmm. I did get into adult league volleyball after I graduated college, which was a nice kind of happy medium. It's a group of older people that are just, you know, trying to play for fun. Um, not as high intensity as it was, you know, when I was playing when I was in college. But that's a good thing. It's what I needed. And it showed me that I could still do it just in a different way. Mm -hmm. So that has certainly been fun. <laughs> and so for you, when we met, I knew that coming into it, you had come off of that surgery. Like it had been a few years, but you were yeah. still, I mean, that's not something that we don't take lightly, whether you have the surgery or not. If you have knee pain, it's something we want to be mindful of, especially when it comes to fitness. Right. So coming in, tell me about yeah, like how so you felt getting started. And, and I will talk about through. that for sure. So <laughs> yes, it, like I was just telling Matt, I did start playing volleyball again. It was less intense. It was only, I played maybe once, maybe twice a week, not as much as Laura. Um, but it was just enough, but I still would have, you know, this knee problem I was dealing with. I do play with a brace. Um, but it was kind of to be expected. Like after I played, it was to be expected. I just was knew it was going to bother me couple years later so I'll say right before I started coming into the gym maybe about six months before it was my left knee that I tore my ACL my right knee started giving me a lot of problems and I just thought oh no <laughs> I already have one that's not great now I have two and there'd be days where I would tell Matt before I came in I would get up and it was like a struggle to walk not for the duration of the day but I'd get up and it took a while like I would take my dog out even for a walk and I was moving slower than him you know, just trying to kind of get them going. Um, I was not stretching it often. I knew I was not doing things that I needed to to take care of both. And and talking to Laura too, and in learning more about the gym, I decided to come in and give it a try and see, you know, what could happen. And it was amazing. Really, within 
a month of being here for those classes at the gym after I joined last January, my right knee pain was totally gone. I woke up, it was totally fine. My left knee had even started to slowly get better, but I remember a month in thinking, oh my gosh, like I, it feels normal again. My right knee didn't bother me. Wow. It was incredible. That's incredible. incredible. But it, and, and, and it's unique because, of course, we're not saying that everyone can have that kind of experience, but right. for you, you, you were coming from an athletic background. You were coming from having been active as an adult after college, and then you knew that there was something going on, and, mo- and most times, movement is the cure for a lot of what ails us. Movement, exercise, yeah, those baseline things are usually things that will help us, but people are so fearful of making those steps. Yeah. How did you feel like getting started? Like, how did you feel making that decision? And I, um, moving in the right way, I think is what I needed to learn from you and Nick and Alicia. Um, you know, before I had come in, I had tried a multitude of things. I'm sure people co-relate to. I did beach body for a while, which I found out, you know, some of those workouts I was doing maybe weren't the most joint friendly for me at the time. Um, I had tried even working out with a personal trainer through an online app that was recommended to me. And it's not that she wasn't wonderful, but again, I didn't know her enough. She didn't know my story enough to know, you know, what was appropriate for me to be doing. And I think just coming here and it was the right formula of the right movement that I needed that I am lucky that, you know, it just clicked. Yeah. But not, li- not literally. I know. Like, well, figuratively. no, <laughs> no, no, no more clicking was happening in my right knee, which is fabulous. Well, thank goodness. And I'll say too, even my left knee feels wonderful. Like I have days where it's hurting for, and that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it is in so much better shape than before coming in. Well, Absolutely. That's also a testament to you. I mean, you, even during the pandemic, you were staying consistent. And consistency is key. And you've heard me say this before. And some people who have listened to the podcast and heard me say this before, consistency is, is key when we're talking about making changes, whether it's making change in your physical appearance, making changes in your composition of how you, how you feel um, in body fat versus um, muscle. And, uh, and then also like the mental, all the different aspects that go into our health, right? But consistency is important. It's, intensity is never going to win. It's consistency that wins every time. So your consistency is what allowed you to win or be successful in your journey. And it's still going. It's right. still going. Yes. So what... It is still ongoing. <laughs> I, I know there were some... There were, there were hiccups in that journey. So bring me... Like, now that we know you're now in a place where your right knee isn't bothering you, your left knee that you've had surgery isn't bothering you as frequently as it was. It's infrequent, but it still mm-hmm. comes. It still happens. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to happen, right? But we're, we've definitely lowered the amount of time yes. it feels like. Oh, it. absolutely. Mm-hmm. What other... like? I know, and I know there are some things that came up. So like, what challenges did you also see, especially during the pandemic and like, what things did you have to go through right. in that time of working with us and then taking, having to take some time off and coming back? Like what, what were the yes. hurdles you had to go through? So I will say too, I am a proud member since January of 2020, but I did tell Matt I needed to take a step back a little bit come this past January, um, for various things. I am a teacher. I'm going to graduate school. So the stress of that, having to pay for graduate school, um, kind of took its toll on me. And with COVID, I'm sure, again, hopefully people can relate. There were some of my side jobs that I did, like I coach often, which I also do just for fun. Um, I do a lot of things in um, where I grew up in my township's recreation department, you know, that also, and I do the things like tutoring, a whole bunch of things that just kind of halted, you know, during the pandemic. And when I realized kind of looking at not only what was going on in my life, but what wasn't going on in my life, trying to look at my finances, I was trying to think of, okay, where can I cut back a little bit? 
And, you know, everyone's story is different. But at the time in January, I thought this was something I maybe needed to take a halt on for a little bit. Um, but I realized that time it was not easy. Um, at that time I had to do what I had to do, but it took its toll on me not being here, um, physically and mentally. My job was getting more stressful, you know, trying to teach again during this time. It was changing. Even in that couple months of me not being here, my job as a teacher changed dramatically in that, in that time. Um, and I realized it was important to prioritize, you know, my mental health and my physical health. So that's what brought me back in. And within a week of being here, I remember after my first class coming back in, in the beginning of May, I left here in like the best happy tears, but tears, <laughs> happy. Um, just being able to take the weight of my day. I, I usually come at nighttime. The weight of my day just kind of comes off when I walk in here. I see your face. I see Alicia. I see Nick. I see whoever. Not Nick as often because he's here in the morning. <laughs> but, and I see Molly. And it just like immediately just center, it centers me in the way that, you know, hopefully everyone needs to feel that way. Right. And it brings me back to, you know, I'm aside from being a teacher, I'm a person that also needs to do what I need to do for, for myself and coming here just, it completes me. It really does. Oh, yeah. That's so great. All the way. I know. <laughs> and it was important to hear that because things happen, right. And it didn't change our friendship and for everybody there are always going to be times and things that come up in life. There are always going to be hurdles along your journey, whether it's in, you know, in, specifically in fitness. There are always going to be hurdles that come up, whether it's a physical hurdle, whether it's a financial hurdle, whether it's a, a mental, emotional, whatever it might be, something that's going to happen that's going to set you, um, set you off to the side or have to make you hit pause or whatever it is. And it's up to you to understand that in that moment you have to do what's best for you, but knowing that what's best for you is also the things that we overlook the most. So you had to prioritize everything else and lower your own health as a priority and and you just said it like it kind of hit it took a toll yes. and it got to a point where you eventually were like you know what i can't do this any longer i need to figure this out and you did i remember reaching out we had that conversation and it was like okay like how can we make this work and we figured out a way to make it work and we did and you're back and now actually we just did our in body your in body looks amazing i'll show yeah, you this after it. yeah it looks really <laughs> okay. great you're okay you'll be very happy to see what it is okay. like, super happy to do like it's, it's awesome it's, okay it is it's, it's good it's really good okay um <laughs> So, you, but you've, but you've taken that time, you learned, so you had to do what you had to do. And then you realized that you had to make that change again, that you had that realization back in January, 2020, you had made that, you come to that realization. Mm -hmm. And so what I wanted to highlight for you, Susan, and for everyone who's listening is, is when the things come up, when their hurdles are in their way, it's, it's okay to take a detour. It's okay to take some time. But realize that no matter what that time is or what the reason is for it, you still have to prioritize yourself. And as, and as adults, and I can speak from example because I have children and I have a business that's also my baby, too often as adults, we are cons consistently pouring from our own glass. So we call ourselves a glass, right? We're full of this water, but we're every, every day, every, every moment filling up everyone else's glasses around us. So I'm filling up the business glass. I'm filling up my, my kids, my wife, um, my, my friends, everyone else's glasses. And for me, getting started, there was a long period of time, almost like a two year spurt where I was really trying to get this off the ground right. and I wasn't refilling my glass. I was yeah. completely skipping workouts for months at a time and everything. So I can relate in that something we have to do what we have to do, yeah. but it got to a point where I was so miserable that I had to make that change back to what I knew was going to be best for me. Right. And it was uncomfortable to do it again, but I had to. Mm -hmm. And and now I'm so grateful that I did. And now I always prioritize it. So I always 
find a non-negotiable. I call it a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. A non-negotiable time that it's like, okay, three days a week, no matter what, non-negotiable. Three days a week, I'm going to say that one hour a day. Non-negotiable. It's got to happen. No matter right. what. I have to right. for me. Yeah. So I love that. I love that you brought that up and yeah. we talked about that. I know that you have some other plans we're going to get to. So in the meantime, I'm going to do a little commercial. <laughs> and then in that meantime, I want you to think about what you would say to someone who's in your shoes. Someone who's maybe has struggled from a surgery that was a setback that wasn't expected, that happened, that really set them for a loop. Or maybe it's someone who's struggling a little bit on the financial side, but knows they need to do certain things for themselves, whatever it might be, right? Think about what you'd say to that person. I want to hear like a a good last, like full minute, like speech to that person. Okay. Absolutely. All right. In the meantime, if you're hanging out with us, thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you're listening to this on a podcast, I'm going to say the podcast first, please make sure you give us a five-star review because look, that's how we make sure that we keep doing this right, keep doing this and keep giving you the right stuff. If you don't think it's worth five stars, send me an email. It's matt, M-A-T-T, at bentonbetter.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hey you, hello, hi. Thanks so much for hanging out. Make sure you click the subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up because Susan is awesome. And then in the comment section, I want to hear about your- Bet on better. (laughs) I want to hear your struggles. I want to hear what's going on with you. So comment below. Let's get a conversation going so we can keep it going and make sure that what we're doing is helping you. Now, Susan, All right. give me some fire. Give me some stuff. Give me something to leave us all with a good note. Okay. I was so engrossed in what you were just telling everyone about, you know, your reviews and everything. Remind me again of what I'm informing everyone. I just had it in my head and then it was a brain fart. Remind me again. <laughs> Whatever you would say to somebody who is okay. was in your position. Yes. Um, okay. Whether it was the physical, whether it was the financial, whether it's the emotional, all of those things. What would you say? Maybe just to yourself in those times. What would I got you say? so caught up in my emotions here. I had a brain fart of what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> is that um, what the smell was? I was like, what is this? Oh <laughs> no, God. no. All of you. Don't worry. All of you. All of you. Don't worry. Out. Close the ears. <laughs> anyway, um, to anybody who's having, like Matt said, whatever, whatever kind of struggle. I know I'm going through my physical struggles, you know, my nutrition struggles, my financial struggles. That's all of why I'm here. Above that all, you need to remember to prioritize yourself, whatever that may be. Like Matt said, I love the idea of just setting a time that is non-negotiable, that is just yours. Something that I think um, I've taken with me, actually a colleague had told me this that I've tried to take into my personal life is at work, you know, most often for me as a teacher in this area, um, I am replaceable. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like when I'm out sick for a day, Someone comes in and teaches for me. Um, not, not a bad thing. But in my personal life, you know, to my friends, my family, to myself, I am not replaceable. And I need to do whatever I can to make sure that, you know, my person in here is good. And I found that by being here, and I'm so fortunate to have found this place, it's helping me with everything. I, my nutrition struggles. I've been working on it, you know, with Matt for this past over a year. Uh, my physical strength. I just can't even imagine where I would have been without being here. It has gotten, this is probably the best shape I've been in at at 29 years old that I can say in my entire adult life, which is crazy. This is the best shape I've been in. Um, my financial struggles by forcing myself to know that, you know, I'm making this commitment here and I make myself, you know, it helps me to prioritize, you know, what I'm spending my money on, to be honest. Um, it's helped me to figure out some things, you know, for my overall financial health to ensure that I'm also able to be here, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's all a journey and I'm glad I figured it out. Took my detour, but I'm figuring it out still. And I probably still be here and continue to figure out, you know, all the other journeys as well.
proud of you. That was awesome. Right that, was so good. <laughs> that was so good. That was, that was a great job. <laughs> well, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the YouTube channel, wherever you are. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next time. Bye. Hope to see you here.